0: respect all fear none into the upper deck intensity is not a perfume oh mercy five
1: four three two one
0: From inside the warehouse at Oriole Park at Camden Yards, it is the Mass and All Access Podcast. Paul Mancano and Bobby Blanco. Bobby, it is. Uh, it was a late night for you last night covering that twelve inning game. It was Heck exciting. The game.
1: It was one of the best baseball games we've seen all season. Unfortunately, the Orioles end up on the losing side. Yeah. But I mean, it was. I was talking to one of my friends on Twitter, like one of the best one to one baseball games I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And usually. Those can go either two ways, Paul. Either they're phenomenal, like great defense, great pitching, or it's just sloppy everywhere. Like it's just no one's playing well. Like bad defense, not scoring with runners in scoring position. But no, it was fantastic. Chris Chris Sale was phenomenal for the Red Sox. Uh, I believe it was 14 strikeouts, had an immaculate inning. Um, And Andrew Kashner was able to go toe-to-toe with him for a couple of innings. And then the Orioles bullpen stepped up and, and pitched well late in the game. Uh, had some great opportunities late in the game to 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 win it. I thought Trey Mancini hit two home runs. We both thought, yep. And I almost called the first one. You did. Um.
0: Uh. <laughs> that's twice. <laughs> Our giant, giant foam uh, audio divider has fallen twice.
1: Um. But he landed short in the first one. Um. In center field, and then Jackie Bradley Jr. Good lord, Good heavens! What a catch! To completely rob Trey Manzini but walk off home run in the eleventh. That's one of those ones where you know the phrase "tip tip your cap" is used is one of those phrases used a lot in baseball. Maybe overused, definitely. But that's one of those scenarios where you just that's all you can do. I mean, he just made he just made an amazing play, and there's nothing you can do about it.
0: Deepest part of the park. uh, I mean, he got his full looked like his waist was above the um, the the top of the padding yeah. of the wall. Um, just a insane vertical there. Uh, and the 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 best was seeing Brandon Klein just arms <laughs> out
1: just like willing the ball to come to him yeah. and he couldn't But also
0: it. fully expecting it to come. Right. To him. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Stefan from SNL, like this game had everything, everything, it really did. And, uh, you know, awesome plays, you know, like that, uh, where they tag Mookie bets out on that hands are up error on third heads up baseball there
1: by Jonathan Villar coming yep. over to cover.
0: Um, fantastic. Plenty of strikeouts. Uh, it was definitely a pitcher's battle, but there were some hard hit balls. Ooh. Mancini was hitting the ball hard all night. As you mentioned, um, it just really had everything.
1: The Orioles struck out, I think a franchise record 22 times. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Not that fun. Um, this is a little sad. So, our good friend and colleague Rock Kubako. Uh, if you did not know, um, his father passed away recently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and yesterday was his father's birthday. And so, this is from Mass and Rock on Twitter. So, the Orioles set a club record tonight. This was last night for my dad's birthday for the most strikeouts in a game, twenty-two. The old record was twenty-one, set on Rock's birthday. No way. That's pretty crazy, huh? That is crazy. Um, So, thoughts and prayers with you, Rock. That was a cool <laughs> little nugget that he had. Um, yeah. But back to that. Hold on. I forgot. I just want to mention that Jackie Bradley Jr. catch. I was here and I remember seeing the Mike Trout catch in center field. Yeah. Which I thought at the time, but that was the greatest catch I've ever, I'm ever going to see in person. Jackie Bradley Jr., I think, just beat that. That was. Truly incredible catch. He won the game for them. I mean, because, again, that ball was well over the fence. And yeah. Jamie he was ready to celebrate a walk-off home run. But fantastic. Yeah, but that game had everything. Great pitching. Again, Andrew Kashner going toe-to-toe with Chris Sale. Um, Just want to
0: remind everybody, Red Sox fans, that Jackie Bradley Jr. is still hitting like 148. He's hitting worse than Chris Davis. <laughs> which I
1: don't know if that's a testament to how bad Jackie Bradley Jr. is hitting or how well Chris Davis is hitting over the past week Perhaps or so. Perhaps both. Maybe both. Perhaps both. Let's give him a gold star. Yeah. Um, Richie Martin had some great defensive plays in the field too. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it was it was also tough just to see, you know, the Orioles have been playing small ball so well this season so far. You know, a new look. We've talked about it on the podcast. A new look for this Orioles yeah. team that used to live and die by the long ball. And now they're used to playing small ball. Trey Mancini with the leadoff double in the ninth and gets over to third base and they couldn't push him in. Yeah. That was a little frustrating to see. Um, but – Kudos to Brandon Hyde and his staff. I mean, Brandon Hyde went walked up right to that microphone in his post game press conference last night and could not be more could not have been more proud of his team and his club. He was all praised for how they fought, yeah. how Kashner fought against Sale. Um, how they put together great at bats against one of the best pitchers in all of baseball when he was on his game. Yeah. Um, and so some, it was a great baseball game.
0: They asked about the strikeouts, and I think the quote from Brandon Hyde just goes, "Yeah, well, that's against Chris Sale." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? And yeah.
1: when he has his best stuff too. You know, Chris exactly. Sale had struggled to start the season. Yeah. That was easily his best outing of 2019, and and the Orioles were able he was to no hitting him them in. through what first I five innings. Through, yeah, into the sixth. Yeah.
0: So um, awesome to see. So, we're going to touch on that. Um, We're also, I want to talk a little bit about Rio Ruiz because he has been awesome at third base. Uh, And, Bobby, you're going to debut a new segment. A new segment, yeah. Um, Care to share the title of that segment?
1: We'll do it when we get there. Keep the people <laughs> keep, keep guessing.
0: Heck of a tease there. Yeah. But first, I do want to tell you to like and subscribe. Please like and subscribe, all this stuff. Five-star ratings. Give us five-star ratings. Apple
1: Podcasts, Spotify. Spotify. Everyone has Spotify. Are, Look it up on the podcast yeah. section, Mass and All Access Podcast. Also on Google Play and SoundCloud, if that's what you prefer.
0: And I'm going to just rip this from, I feel like, every podcast. But if you give us a five-star rating and you write a little something, who knows? I might. Uh, we might just read that on air. We might just read that on air, and who knows We might have a little giveaways perhaps
1: we have, perhaps. A, we have a our our coworker Olivia Wither, has a little closet stock yeah. full of goodies so we can maybe dig in there and and to call, out to call it fans. a closet
0: i mean it, we call it a closet that thing is huge it's a room it's a, it's, it's a, a it's full a, on room it's an office <laughs> yeah um just filled with it's, <laughs> it's a little so.
1: it's an office that is only for giveaways.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we're desperate for attention, so please give it to us. <laughs> um, so let's talk about, I want to talk about Rio Ruiz real quick, Bobby, because um, he has been, he has quietly uh, been playing very well over the last few weeks. Since April 22nd, he's hitting close to 300 295 And this is a guy that, 25 years old, was signed off the scrap heap for really nothing from the Braves, had a history with Michael Elias, You thought maybe, you know, he had only played, the the most games he played in a a season was 53 with the Braves in 2017. You figured maybe this guy, you know, would have an opportunity to play here and there. He was a career, what, 189 or so hitter before he came to the, uh, yeah, 189 career hitter before he came to the O's. And he's quietly been doing very well, both defensively and offensively. Uh, and especially with Renato Nunez coming into the season, had a good year last year, you know, improved defensively over the season. You thought maybe Rio Ruiz was a bench guy, but Ruiz has taken a hold of that starting spot and he's held on to it, particularly because of his defense at third.
1: Right. And this is a testament to what. Like you said, Michael Elias has a history with him. He drafted him in Houston uh, back in 2012, fourth rounder. Yeah. Um, and and this is what this is why you hire a guy like Michael Elias. I mean, a guy who has connections. He's seen a bunch of players. He knows talent when he sees it. Um, I'm not saying he brought in a future Hall of Famer in Rio Ruiz, but he brought in a guy who can contribute, who plays his tail off, who plays solid defense, and that's what you kind of need. In a you know, we talk about all the time that like if you like with Richie Martin defense plays. Mm. If you can play solid defense day in and day out, you're going to play every day regardless of your bat because the bat is usually what's going to come last and it will come along eventually. Yeah. The defense is you either have it or you don't. Yeah. And, and if you don't have it right now, you need to go back down and, and work on it until you can play up here. Yeah. So Rio, Ru, Rio Ruiz, another tough um, tongue twister right there. It's a great
0: baseball name. It too. is a
1: great baseball name. It's also just so short. Like I love yeah. typing it out, Rio Ruiz, done. Like yeah. I love typing it out in our... our um, our Facebook Messenger yeah, alerts and, and, and Twitter's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he he's playing fantastic and he's staying up here and getting his playing time because of how great his defense is. Like you mentioned, Bat has been hot as of late, quote unquote hot as of late um, for for him. But you know, I, I don't think Brandon Hyde and um, Michael eyes could have asked for more from Ruiz exactly. at this point.
0: And this this stage of the of the rebuild right now, and I know they hate to to use that word, but um, we'll use it for right now. This stage? I think it's okay if we use it. Yeah,
1: sure. I mean, cause, I mean we're just podcasters. We're just guys <laughs> we're in the media. talking heads. Everyone else in the media uses it. Yeah. It's no secret. Yeah. that's. I agree with their lack of using it because mm-hmm. that's, you know, they're part of the team. They're trying to win. They're yeah. the front man. But we're
0: allowed to use it. Yeah. so It is what it is. This this stage right now, I think, is about finding diamonds in the rough, finding guys that um, you are coming in cheap, are coming in. Good choice of words with 11 coming out soon. Uh, A diamond we'll, in the rough. Oh, yeah. Yep, I, 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 I hate those live. I've talked that. about those We'll Disney have to, we'll live have to talk about that later. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, it's about finding guys off the scrap heap that are disregarded by other teams for whatever reason. You think of like Moneyball, of like the guys that other teams just forgot about, just are, you know, guys that aren't protected and end up being taken in the Rule 5 draft, and turning them into serviceable MLB players that either you can hold on to and use in the future or flip for more prospects or whatever it is. D- Dwight Smith Jr., I think, it, right now, is the ideal version of that for me because of they got him for bonus money um, from the Blue Jays, and he's been awesome, and we've talked about him on this podcast before, but Rio Ruiz is another guy just like that to me because he came in with no expectations, kind of disregarded and forgotten about by the Braves, almost given up on, didn't really need him in their organization. They're fine on infield depth at the time. The Orioles picked him up for 25 years old, so still a lot of promise in him. It's not like he's 29 and has maxed out his potential. And they're giving him a chance to play every day. And that can change an entire player's outlook and an entire player's future. When they're given a chance, especially at a, a position like third where you have to learn on the fly every single day, that is where you can... Um, really build guys up and build their confidence and, and turn them into major league players. And so far right now, that's what Rio they've done with Rio Ruiz. If they, they, it looks like they might have found another diamond in the rough,
1: right? It's like you alluded to it's, this is a scenario where everyone's kind of being evaluated. You know, we're going through a complete evaluation top to bottom, including the minor leagues of every player on this roster. There's only, a select few. I mean, even the guys who we expect to be a corner pieces like Trey Manzini, we don't even know for, for sure. Yeah. We anticipate it. We uh, presume that's the case, but we don't know for sure. So everyone, including the, t- the top guys, the best players on the team are being evaluated by this new front, front office. Right. And so, you know, it's an op And we, this is why this is a, a, a favorable destination for guys who are, looking to stay in the minor leagues, or yeah. excuse me, the major leagues, and are looking for major league jobs and, and want to, especially young guys who who want to prove themselves that they can play in this league. And Rio Ruiz is a perfect example of that, um, a guy who's coming in here and just he's shooting his shot and it's working for yeah. him. And, and whether or not he's for the long term or is just a placeholder for this season or maybe next season, to be determined, but he is giving at least Michael Elias and Brent Hyde something to think about. Like, yeah. Can this guy be a part of this team for a couple years to come. Yeah,
0: and I don't want to... Nice job. You grabbed that. Oh, grabbed it again. Catching bugs in our studio. Great job, Bobby. It's
1: a mess in here.
0: Yeah, uh, it is a, just an utter mess. Um, our, our sheets are falling down. <laughs> We're catching bugs. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to also make it seem like, you know, Ruiz is playing at an all-star level, but he's right. playing well so far. So he's hitting two forty eight. Not great average, slashing 323, um, 354, rather. So it's not like he he needs to take strides definitely in terms of his power numbers. Um, he has only three homers at this point. He doesn't um, show a whole lot of pop, doesn't have a whole lot of exit velo, all that kind of um, stat cast, doesn't love him in terms of those numbers. Yeah. But defensively, um, according to Fangraph, their defensive ratings or defensive outs above average, he's third. Third among third basemen and third among or third basemen in ultimate zone rating. Wow, right behind Alex Bregman and Manny Machado. I had to double check that to make sure.
1: <laughs> Ever heard of him? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean that's that is that incredible is for uh, a guy that really has not played a whole lot of games.
1: And you think about like this is think about other third basemen that are below him. Yeah, Anthony Rendon, Nolan Arenado, like guys like that. that yeah. are I mean that's insane that, that
0: are Gold Glove third. Yeah, baseman.
1: that real. Ruiz is playing that well at the hot corner we talked about last night you know you mentioned earlier the the, the kind of bobble play that Hanzo Roberto had at third base that yeah. turned into an out of Mookie Betts because Jonathan Villar was covering and, and you mentioned while we we're earlier that night we we're like you know Alberto either makes like the sickest play or he <laughs> kind of he kind of bobbles yeah it. yeah with real Ruiz you don't have that problem no. you know his glove is solid every time the ball is hit to him yeah and and the numbers you just said yeah. show show and, it.
0: And I don't think uh, I think he's kind of flying under the radar at least like nationally because he doesn't he hasn't really produced too many web gems like oh yeah um you know he hasn't like made unbelievable like throws from foul territory or whatever but he just makes the play he's just solid he's he's there when he needs to be um and that that is what kind of stands out to me I
1: think flying under the radar is an understatement yeah like you can go to any you know national baseball writer and, and say, who's the third best defensive third baseman yeah. right now? And I, yeah, they, and 10 and 20 guesses. They would never guess Rio Ruiz. Yeah.
0: Um, and there are other impressive stats about what he's doing at the plate. He doesn't strike out a whole lot. Um, He has fewer strikeouts right now and he's played 35 games. So he's played almost every game. A handful. Um, he has f- fewer strikeouts than Chris Bryant, Mike Moustakas, Manny Machado, Marlon Gonzalez, Matt Carpenter, Josh Donaldson, among other third basemen. Wow. Uh, and, i I looked up some splits on him as well he's hitting three oh four with runners in scoring position two seventy three with men on base he's hitting three thirty three with two outs and runners in scoring position and he's hitting five fifty six in tie games.
1: those are clutch numbers i don't
0: know how I, I i mean that is like a weird stat to find and to have but five fifty six in tie games that's a that's a I don't want
1: to say clutch gene activated just yet, but those are like high pressure situations that he's coming up and getting hits and driving guys in. Yeah.
0: And obviously small sample size, but still.
1: Right. Let's see where I want to know, where does he rank in total RBIs on the team? He got 12. So that puts him at sixth and he's got 35 games, which is less than pretty much almost everybody above him. So he's he's hanging in there and he's coming up, you know, with guys on base and, and with the opportunity he, you know, like you said, his bat isn't the best, yeah. In this lineup right now, but it's coming up clutch in times when it's needed. Exactly.
0: Um. And you know, back to what you were talking about in terms of like playing in that this environment where everybody's getting evaluated. I think it was Pedro Severino that said, um, about about a week ago that it it it's a different thing to be playing in an environment where you're getting a chance to play and you're being evaluated and playing in an environment where you're competing every single day just to hold on to your roster spot. Right. And just, you're you're barely keeping your head above water. Severino was talking about that because he came from a Nationals team where he was constantly, constantly fighting for that backup spot and yeah. going back and forth between AAA and, um, and the big leagues. And he talked about this is the most confident he's been in the big leagues and comfortable because he's getting a chance to, he feels like there's, there's not a huge wave of pressure every single time he gets a start. It's yeah. not like, if I don't do this, I'm gone. It's, <laughs> I am going to get to play my game. I am don't have to worry about, you know, this small sample size or this one at bat exactly. I'm to keep the long view. And he seems to be having so much. I mean, the guy, they were doing uh, pop-up drills uh, the other day as we were shooting their uh, a great thank God I'm a country boy video, which you should all check out at Mass uh, and he was hilarious out there. He was <laughs> messing around with Austin wins. He was screaming from the dugout, uh, as they were doing these drills. He seems to be so happy. And it's guys like that, that he threw out a runner yesterday and was so fired up.
1: A strike about throw him out yeah. in, a, in a huge spot too. I think it was at the eighth, maybe top of the ninth inning. Yeah. And I mean, he fist pumped like three times. Yeah. He almost hit the umpire. Yeah. Like he was so pumped up. Um, and this is what we, we knew about this about Pedro Severino. We saw him with the Nationals. Yeah. He, the guy, say what you will about his bat or his defensive play, mm. I mean, he just he has a passion. He yeah. has that fiery passion for the game. He loves playing. He loves the big moments. Um, And, you know, it's a good spark to yeah. see in this team because over the past however many years, like eight, six years, there wasn't... I'm not saying they didn't care, but you didn't see that, like, real, well, a, like, yeah. energized passion day in and day out, it like you a, see with these young guys now.
0: It was a veteran team right. that had been there, right. that had won. Yep. And... You had to conduct themselves, yeah. you know. And they they liked each other, and they didn't feel... You know, they... It, it just was a different, totally different vibe yeah. around this team. And I just... I love the youthful enthusiasm of, yeah. the, of these young guys. Yeah.
1: And I'm sure Brandon Hyde loves it, too. I mean, yeah. I... I Don't think I've ever seen Brandon Hyde talk about Pedro Severino when he doesn't smile. You know, Brandon Hyde, a smile always comes across his face when he talks about Severino behind the plate because he's just, and he always mentions the enthusiasm. He's always like, this guy just loves to play. He has so much energy back there and it's really fun to watch.
0: Yeah, exactly. Bobby, do you want to debut your new segment?
1: Let's do it. Let's wrap this up with a new segment. So I'm sure everyone knows or has seen, if you've watched a massive broadcast of a baseball game, you have seen our... Ain't baseball great promos. And that got to thinking, those are beloved. I love them. Um, And that got me thinking, I'm going to start a new segment on this podcast called Ain't Baseball Great. Ain't baseball great. (laughs) And that is going to be just me talking about bringing up just something crazy because baseball is one of those sports that, you can see almost you'll, – you'll never know what you're going to see at the ballpark. You know, that's another one of those old adages. You'll never know what you're going to see. Something crazy always happens, and I think that's a tribute to the history of the game. It's yeah. America's pastime. There's so much history. A new record, a crazy stat, stat record is broken every night. Something crazy happens. Um, so I think it's just fun to talk about these kind of wild um, things that happen around baseball throughout the season. Bobby,
0: that's a great explanation, but I'm more interested in this guy. Hey, baseball, great. I love this guy. <laughs> this guy – I mean, he's he might have been the inspiration. You went for, digging for this guy. Ain't baseball great. We have a million Ain't Baseball Great promos buried in our archives, yep. and you went digging this morning to find this guy.
1: I've had this guy on my radar since 2015. He is a great, <laughs> great Orioles fan. I don't know his name. I don't know where he's from. but he I know nothing part about this man. Of, he was a part, a part of those promos. For a long time, and he's just great. energetic and just like the deep voice and just like, let's go.
0: I know nothing about this man, but I want him at my wedding.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's a great. Uh, Olivia Wither and I loved him when we were running these promos a couple years ago. And it's like every single time he was on, it was like, yes. All right. So my ain't baseball great moment of this week. Paul, you and I have sat through our fair share of rain delays. Um, uh, yes. Covering two teams in. This weather climate that is the DMV that is unpredictable as, I don't know, the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever heard of a game being delayed due to bees? Never in my life. The Giants-Reds game earlier this week on Monday at Great American Ballpark was delayed by bees. They had <laughs> a swarm of bees inside the stadium that they could not play. Derek Dietrich, you might have seen this, donned a white Pest control like outfit, like like a exterminator, and just ran out on the field carrying a, a fake. I hope it was a fake tank of insecticide. Insecticide, what? Incesticide. No insecticide. 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 What am I reading? I was like, that's not right. Insecticide. In- insecticide. If- insecticide. Or pest? Is it pesticide, pesticide Yeah. Or no, you you. Uh, you spray fruits with pesticides, I believe. Yeah. Like produce. so, that they're not eaten. Anyways, Derek Dietrich had that. Ran out on the field, spraying that, every, pretending to spray it everywhere. Um,
0: That was funny. Also, did you see the Giants broadcast reaction to Derek Dietrich? No. They were like, oh, hardy, har, hard. Let's get this game going. <laughs> it's like, well, all right, I don't want to get stung by bees. It's also like, well, it, it, they were making fun of like Dietrich and like that. He was running out there and they're like, oh, come on. It's yeah. like, you, you just hate fun. Hey, baseball, great. That can only happen in yeah. baseball. Also, also, like, what else are they supposed to do? Just sit there in the dugout and, and just, just wait just
1: take them. bees? Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> hey, is that bees? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I gotta, you're out, bees. Uh, I thought that was hilarious because, again, that's something that really only happened in baseball. You know, most other sports are played indoors, football. I think they'll probably fight through the bees because they're big, tough guys.
0: Um, this reminds me, Bobby, have you ever, you know the bee movie? Yes. This is so tangential. Have you seen all those memes about the B-movie? No. It's hilarious. It's like, there are all these videos on YouTube. It's like, B-movie, but every time they say the word B, it gets faster. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) the B-movie in three seconds. I've watched that. (laughs) Um, The B-movie, but every time they say B, it, like, it, it, it... Turns into a trap song, like they, yeah. they they do great stuff with this. I would I would look that up. That's the internet hilarious. loves the B movie. Internet
1: wins sometimes, man. Um, so I thought that was a pretty funny instance occurring in baseball this week. B's delaying a game. Um, uh, Paul, what's the weirdest delay you've seen? I remember back in Nationals Park, the night after a Taylor Swift concert, the lights went out and Taylor <laughs> Swift broke Nationals Park.
0: Wow. Honestly, only she could do it. Is it wrong well? Beyonce
1: that? broke the Super Bowl, so. Was that Beyonce that year? Yeah, twenty twelve. The Ravens. That was the Ravens Super
0: Bowl. No, against be, the. Oh, against the Beyonce 49ers. like appeared in a couple different halftime shows, didn't she? But that was like her halftime oh, show, okay. and she she broke the Super Bowl. What was the year she came out? And it was like in San Francisco. And that was, was Super Bowl like, fifty. Okay, that's right. That was, I that, was like the Broncos, that was like the Broncos Panthers Panthers, and but that was like there were like three different. It was there.
1: actually it was I think it was Bruno Mars headlining it. That's right. That's but right. Bay
0: showed up. Um, Bay. Wow. Uh, not your Bay. J- not my Bay. Jay Z's Bay. Jay Z's Bay. Um, yeah, there have been some weird delays. Uh, the weirdest, a few days ago in the uh, Nationals Phillies game, there was like a delay for absolutely no reason. There was like a, a five minute delay where the umpires were just talking and yeah. it was like nothing was going on. Yeah.
1: That kind of happened last night in the like 7.05 first, first pitch. I don't think first pitch was like 7.10. And I yeah. was like, what? Is there a delay? Was it raining? It was kind of. Overcast-like? Nope. Everyone's just kind of chilling, taking their time, talking. Hey, well, baseball, great. baseball, great. A quick hit stuff that I want to talk about, just yeah. actual baseball being played. Um, And that Reds-Giants series, the Reds hit back-to-back-to-back home runs on three consecutive pitches, which has only been done a couple of times, yeah. Um, facing Jeff Shumarja to start the game on Sunday. That was kind of crazy. And then also this Giants-Reds game was insane. Or series, excuse me. Uh, Giants relievers Pat Van and Sam Dyson tied a major league record by hitting four batters in the same inning. Weird. Four batters hit in the same inning. And then to wrap it up, Pablo Sandoval, he hit a home run, stole a base and pitched a scoreless inning on Monday against the Reds. I believe that was the Bees game. <laughs> yeah. And he's like the first player since like 1914 to do that, to record all three of those in the same game. That's wild. So, hey, baseball great. It really is. It really yeah. is. So, keep a look out for that segment all week, all all, all season. I'm going to try to keep that going throughout the season and find different crazy things happening around the world of baseball.
0: There didn't you have in there a note about Mike Fires too?
1: Well, Mike fires through a no-hitter. Obviously, I think that's like everyone kind of... I mean, a no-hitter's a no-hitter. Um, do you know... I feel like we don't get those anymore. But here's the,
0: I feel like they're so rare right? To get but no here's, the,
1: here's the. But here's actually the crazy part about the no-hitter. Yeah. They weren't supposed to... He wasn't supposed to pitch that night. The A's shuffled around their rotation the day of. So he got like a quick yeah. head start that, hey, you're pitching tonight. There was an hour and a half delay because the lights wouldn't turn out. Another weird delay. The lights wouldn't turn on in the stadium. I'm sure they should be playing in a football stadium. Um, and then he goes to... Obviously, no hits, no runs, two walks, and he strikes out six on 131 pitches. His second career high in terms of pitches, only to his first no-hitter when he was a member of the Astros, no-hitting the Dodgers in 2015 on 134 pitches. Wow. Um, Crazy numbers. He's the 35th all-round numbers. 35th pitcher with multiple no-hitters and 300th no-hitter in in Major League history. Crazy. And And eighth pitcher to throw multiple hitters multiple no hitters with multiple teams and
0: apparently the the manager Bob Melvin said to him if you get a single after like the seventh inning he was like if you get another runner on you're done like I'm taking you out um, but he he pitched well the, the last two innings didn't let anybody on base and and he's a veteran so I understand like letting him go that long by the way Bobby quick question for you, you. if you were a player going up against a pitcher that was throwing a no hitter and you got a hit in the ninth inning Ooh. Would you feel guilty about breaking up a of, no-hitter? Kind of.
1: I would. I would be like, ah. Uh,
0: and I know. Well, actually,
1: I don't know. It depends. I say that right now, sitting on this chair in the studio. Right. But giving me, give, it, like the actual competitive nature of a Major League Baseball game, you know, you might, well, yeah. you might go up there like, I'm going to ruin this for him. Well,
0: and, <laughs> and like, you know, if Play it's the spoiler. A, almost like a bigger sense of accomplishment because, it, you know, like that's a huge accomplishment to yeah. break up a no-hitter, like a personal one. But also, like I feel like I, if I feel like if it were like a bloop single, I would feel bad. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like a hard. Hit. If I got or a if it was point, like, a, like I don't feel bad about hitting a homer. Or like, if it was
1: like a hot shot that like bounced off an infielder's glove yeah. that could have been ruled an error, but right. they ruled it a hit because the way that baseball is ruled is so.
0: That's that's the kind of scenario where I would like try to talk to the scorers and be like, "Yo, yo come please. on, yeah,
1: it was an error." Yeah, um, yeah.
0: I guess scenario.
1: I don't know. I, I, I again I say it now that I wouldn't feel that bad, but given the competitive nature of an actual game, I might be like, I'm totally going to ruin this for you. Exactly. Bobby, Um, that's a great segment. Yeah, thank you.
0: Hey, baseball, great.
1: Baseball is great. Baseball is a lot of fun. Let's keep watching baseball. Um, The Orioles are off today. It's Thursday. Yep. But they host the Angels and Mike Trout this weekend at Oriole Park at Camden Yard. Be sure to stop by the yard. Um, Hopefully, it's going to be a really nice weekend and and some good baseball. Come see an all-star play and um, come see... The Orioles. I mean, there's I I can't sell it any more than come to the Orioles at Camden Yard. That's my favorite baseball arena, favorite maybe sports arena in all of sports. So uh, it'll be a fun weekend at the yard. It's uh, another great. one after after Star Wars weekend last weekend, which which was great.
0: Pretty great. Bobby, where can we find you on Twitter?
1: At Bobby underscore Blanco. Paul, where can we find you?
0: At Paul Mancana. We're desperate, desperate for followers. Um, we're we're just pathetic. Um, so uh, hey like and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, And give us a a great review. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, And we will see you later.